angels. Angels and demons, really, because we get both in our readings from Revelation and then again from Luke. You can't really talk about the one without talking about the other. It's like they go hand in hand. In some ways, they are both the same, and yet in other ways, they are, of course, completely different. It's kind of like those old cartoons you used to see of the person who is standing there trying to make a decision of what to do, the right thing or the wrong thing, and there, sitting on their shoulders, is an angel on one side saying, don't take that candy bar, you didn't pay for it. And on the other side is the demon saying, go ahead, 7-Eleven's worth billions of dollars, they're never going to notice. Angels and demons. And we usually think of angels as being the good guys and demons being the bad guys. And yet in our readings, you'll notice that they're both angels. Both the ones who follow Satan and the ones who remain servicing God. Kind of like humans. There's no different name for humans that are bad. We will say some humans do evil things and some humans do good things, but you're still a human, no matter what you choose to do. And the angelic realm is sort of like us in that way. You are a spirit creature, but you are either an angel of God or an angel of the evil one. Because angel, you see, isn't a description so much as a title. It's an office. It's a job that these spiritual creatures have. But they are so closely identified with the thing that they do that it becomes their name. Humans do all sorts of things. We eat, and we go for hikes, and we do work, and we get together with families, we get married, we have kids. But an angel is always an angel. So the question, of course, is what does the word mean? And it means simply messenger. These spirit beings were created, and their very essence in their being is to bring messages to convey information, to speak things, kind of like those two angels, the demon and the good one sitting on your shoulders. What are they doing there? They physically yanking you in one direction or another? No. Are they feeding you? No. They're whispering in your ear. They are bringing information. These spiritual beings, that's what they do. And they're divided up as either followers of Shaitan, the accuser, or followers of God, not by whether they have horns or whether they have white wings and wear white robes, but the message that they carry. What is it that they speak on behalf of their master? If you look at Revelation, it's pretty clear what defines the devil. He is a deceiver. False information, misinformation, misleading facts, trying to convince you to do something by telling you something that might seem a little bit true, but in fact is actually a falsehood. The very first introduction of the devil, the ancient serpent, way back in Genesis, illustrates this. Everything that the devil did back there in the garden was conversation, information. Did God really say? What did God say about the tree? What might happen if you actually eat of knowledge of good and evil? On the other hand, we have the good angels. And what do they speak? 
Every time we have seen them show up in scripture, they bring a message from God that is usually a message of salvation or of judgment, but either way, it's God's word. Luke's gospel is filled with good angels. In fact, if it wasn't for Luke, we probably wouldn't have all that much to say about good angels. But because of Luke, we've got Gabriel. We have Gabriel showing up, speaking to Zechariah, telling him not to give false information. He can't speak until his son is born because he has not spoken the truth about God. And yet coming to Mary and saying, blessed are you, for you have been chosen by God to bear the salvation of the world. Good messages, bad messages. Good information, bad information. Information that gives life and information that leads to death. That's how serious this is. It's not just, you know, a bad bus schedule. It's not just saying, oh, the green line's running on time when actually it's not and it's been shut down for 10 minutes. The information that God's messengers and Shaitan's messengers bring has to do with your life and my life and your death and my death and not just in this world, but eternally. Where are we going to be eternally? What will our life look like in eternity? This is the importance of what these two different kinds of messengers bring. And the devil is very much interested in bringing death. And death comes in all sorts of forms. I look at my youngest right now, who gradually has been, and I've seen this happening, is, is watching her best friend pull away from her until finally it was kind of a rupture yesterday. No birthday party. I'd rather have these other people coming than you. Best friend. This is what the devil does. He separates us from one another. He breaks apart relationships. He causes us to doubt who we are. He causes us to doubt God's love and grace and mercy. He causes us to question everything about the goodness of the world. He is a deceiver. How do you tell that something is disinformation or misinformation? Does it help us understand one another or does it tear us apart? Sometimes it's that simple. What do the good angels bring? They always bring life. They always bring the message of who God is in Christ. That's why Jesus says, don't get caught up in this spiritual warfare business of angels versus demons, who you have authority over and who you don't. All that really matters is that your name and my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. A few days ago was Yom Kippur. And one of the Jews asked for on Yom Kippur that their names might this year be written in heaven, in the Book of Life. But we know that we have the certainty that we don't have to pray for that. We know that it is true because of what God has done for us in Jesus. And the good angels bring that information to us over and over and over again. Greetings to you who are highly favored. You who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And blessed are you amongst men and women because God has redeemed you in Christ. How do we know when the good angels are whispering in our ear? Because they remind us of whose we are, which enables us to in turn love those around us, even when they do things that are strikingly unlovable. Even when they do things that hurt us to the core. Jesus was hurt by us. 
and he still forgives. Jesus could have called down 10,000 legions of his father's angels to wipe out humanity, but instead he sends two angels to sit in an empty tomb and say, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. He doesn't send armies down to destroy his opponents, but when he ascends into heaven, he sends two angels to speak to the disciples and say, why are you busy looking up into heaven? There is work to do. There are people here who are in suffering, who have no hope, who have lost their faith in God and therefore are treating each other shamefully and have rejected God's love for them. Go, therefore, make disciples. Someday Jesus will come back in much the same way you've seen him go. And that's why we celebrate St. Michael, one of the few named angels in scripture, and all angels, the good ones, at the same time recognizing that there are bad ones, but that the good ones always come and point us to Jesus, to the cross, to the empty tomb, and then point us out at the world, which also needs this message, so that we in our little small way, become angels of God as well, his messengers, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.